That was uh, not the way we thought the season would end. Welcome in the Bill Michael Show on this Thursday edition. It's a beautiful day today. Holy mackerel. Humidity's going down. I know the cold weather's on its way, but or cooler. But, uh, my God, got out today, took a nice walk, and uh, did a little jog. I can't jog a whole lot anymore because of the knees, but, uh, God, I got out this morning. It was just picture perfect. Picture perfect today. Uh, because I had to kind of shake off last night. Um, I was really, I was really good last night. I didn't get angry. I didn't get upset. Um, it was it, because of what I had talked about yesterday, but to the Brewers fall to the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, a quick two and out for the crew in the postseason, And that's all she wrote. And that's all she wrote. So, uh, a 92 win year comes to an end in pretty much a microcosm of what we saw this season where you'd get some really good pitching and it wouldn't happen. And then you'd get some bad pitching and the hitting couldn't keep up. And that was kind of it. That's kind of what we saw. The, uh, you knew that thing was over in the sixth inning. You, you pretty much just kind of felt it, that it was done. That This is it. This team's not going to come back. I know they showed a little spark, but – the fact that they put so many runners on and, and simply couldn't get them over. They they just don't have the ability, as we've talked about all season long on the continuum, to 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 move runners over. Um, they, their batting average is what it is. Their whip is what it is. Uh, their OPS is what it is. I mean, it just, you know... It, Pretty much what we saw is what we got. And the Arizona Diamondbacks, for whatever reason, just kind of had their number this season. So now the offseason begins, and the hot stove league begins, and the speculation begins, and the uncertainty begins, and contract talks begin, and you know trades and free agent pickups and or not begins. So now we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. Brewers fell to the Diamondbacks last night 5-2. to two. Season comes to an end, unfortunately. Uh, welcome to the program, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us. And give us a buzz, you can. That's one way to do it. You can also hit us up over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or uh, Grant Bills producing the program, at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. Instagram, as uh, I want to say thanks, because a lot of you uh, have started following on Instagram. It's not a massive, magnanimous amounts, but I appreciate it. Uh, simply the Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels Show. YouTube growing exponentially, and I love it, uh, the fact that more and more people every day are watching the program from uh, Parts Unknown. But uh, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, which is uh, pretty awesome. And then you've got the email of thebillmichaels at gmail.com thebillmichaels at gmail.com, and then there's always downloading the app and listening to us, uh, WOZN, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison. And life after the broadcast it can be found on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. So there you go. It, uh, it came to an end last night, Grant Bills, and there was a weird calm over me last night. How did you feel after watching that game collapse? I think weird calm is the perfect way to put it. I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need, I don't need this in my life right now. If this is how this is going to go, <laughs> I don't need a, th- a third game. I tweeted last night, and, and maybe it's a little morbid. I, I felt 
in the sixth or seventh inning last night, like a terminally ill patient that has now decided to refuse treatment. It's like, this is not worth fighting for anymore. Just just stand back and let it end. I, uh, I don't do a lot of them, but I did an impromptu, uh, live or real last night or story. I can't remember which the hell it was, uh, but over on uh, Facebook and over on Instagram. And I just said, they exceeded my expectations. I'm not mad. I'm, 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 I feel good about where they're at. I, (laughs) excuse me, we know the shortcomings that have to be fixed. We know what the offseason is going to hold. We know that it's going to look different next year in some way, shape, or form. And they have been, I, I will argue this whole thing, who in the hell said this is the golden era of Brewers, Brewers baseball? You know, I, I think, not to take credit for this, I think I think I started that a couple of years ago on, on my show. Okay. I started asking guests if it was the golden age and it, it branched, branched out. Well, whatever it is that you stated has now gone to other stations because I was listening to it today, as I do. I had to get out this morning, so I threw my headset in. And I was flipping around the different apps uh, and the different radio stations in the state of Wisconsin, and people are talking about, is this the golden age of Brewers baseball? And, and I saw people tweeting it out last night, so kudos to you. I No, you can't call this a golden age if you don't have a World Series. If you don't have at least an appearance, still 82. Nobody's going to look back on all of this and go, wow, poof, that was the best Brewers baseball ever. Because it wasn't. They didn't reach a World Series. So I don't think you can. If you don't have a World Series appearance at least in the mix, I don't think you can do that. So I, I, I would be... Uh, I, I'm not one of the people that feel that this is the golden age. And if this is the golden age and you don't have a world series to show for it, then if you're a baseball fan waiting for the world series appearance, calling this the golden age, then you're probably never going to see it in your lifetime. It's just, it's not going to happen. Um, unless of course you're nine, but you know, for like me, every year I have hope every year I have hope, but I, I can't, I, I couldn't even begin because next year, I really, I really thought that Craig Council was was going to just step away, maybe, and, and you know, kind of hang with his family. And he still may. But now, the more I listen, and and again, my gut tells me one thing. All the stuff is now starting to seep in, and it's telling me another. Um, when you don't shut down the rumors of going somewhere else. And now the talk, I was listening to Jeff Passan last night talk about Craig Council being one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid manager in all of baseball. And he, he said exactly what I said, is Craig Council has done more with less continuously than about any other manager in baseball. Dave Roberts has been given this magnanimous, this huge payroll every year with the Dodgers. And he's, he's won. He's, he's been a hell of a manager. But they've been able to go buy the pieces. You know, whereas Aaron Boone has been bought the pieces and can't do anything with it. Buck Showalter was bought all the pieces, couldn't do anything with it. That collapsed. I mean, other managers have been hired and fired. And yet Craig just continues to plug along and put the little engine that could in the postseason and have winning seasons, which is unheard of in Milwaukee. Now, he's right. They've changed the culture and the expectation. But, I, you know, (laughs) 
I I don't know if you can call this a golden age or what have you, I, because you don't have a World Series. You you don't have an appearance. So I, it, not the golden age. Uh, a good a good competitive, enjoyable era of Brewers baseball. It's not continual losing. It's not players you've never heard of. It's you know it's none of that. It's it's not piecing together the the bad news bears of you know, the, the, the 90s and late 80s and, and such and all the anonymity that went on for such a long period of time. It's none of that. You've had fun baseball to watch. You've had players like Christian Yelich that wanted to say, okay, I'll go there and then come here and play and realize that the city's a great city and the state is a great state and on and on and on. So I don't think it's a bad time of Brewers baseball. I just think it's – we are living in um, a reality – of that you're only going to go so far, no farther, unless you either, one, catch lightning in a bottle, or two, the owner chucks it all and makes that one move or two moves that really put you over the top, that give you that little extra. Now, again, I can't sit here and say it's it's all money because it's not. You can talk about Mark Antanasi all you want, but you just had – uh, you have a team in the Baltimore Orioles who won the East with a, one of the smallest payrolls in baseball. The third, second or third smallest payroll in baseball. So don't tell me about money. It's about scouting. It's about the right moves. It's about managerial decisions. It's about the way you play the game. And it's about the comp, the compilation of all the players on that squad who complements others. So uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's a golden age, but it's been fun. But I, the more I hear about or not hear about Craig Council saying, no, I'm not going to the Mets, I'm, it's either here or, you know, or riding off into the sunset, it bothers me. Because now I'm thinking to myself, if he has a chance, now maybe it is just about the money, but if he goes to the Mets, there is something innately wrong with the Brewers. That's pretty much it, in my opinion. Because if you're not going to pay the most successful manager in the history of your franchise, and the Mets will now, if the Mets are going to pay him forty million, and the Brewers are like, we just can't do that. You know, we can give him maybe a three-year contract for thirty million bucks or something like that. Okay, whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what his contract is to be honest. You know what uh, Craig Council is making, Grant? By any any chance off the top of your head? Uh, I'm not sure. I can look it up. I don't know that that information is public. Um, right. Totally. It might have been when it was signed. We know some details, but I don't know all of it. No. Yeah, I don't even know what he makes a year. But I, I would have an issue more with the Brewers and ownership than with Craig Council if Craig Council ends up in in New York. Because again, I go back to the words of Mark Antanasio as he stood there, stone faced, looking into the camera, saying, "It's not about the money." Right when they traded away Josh Hader. Oh, we're in on the Juan Soto deal. It's not about the money. We just want to be competitive and win. And then you trade away Josh Hader for, you know, a bag of beans that you were hoping were going to turn into a beanstalk and a, you know, 600-pound hitter was going to come down out of the beanstalk and suddenly be your, you know, first baseman. You got the 600-pounder. You just didn't get the first baseman. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to shout, uh, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, last night as well um, – I want to I want to back up on the whole Jesse Winker thing for a minute 
he was booed coming to the plate. And many on the outside look at it as a real um, garbage move, Bush League move, whatever you want to call it, by the Brewers fans to boo a guy coming to the plate. And a part of me, I understand that because perception becomes reality, right? But I people weren't booing Jesse Winker to boo Jesse Winker. They're booing the move. They are tired of seeing inept players be put into positions where they need to succeed, and they're not good players. That's the problem Brewers fans had. You knew it. You saw it coming up. You're like, oh, crap. Here we go. You just might as well just give us an out. Don't even put us through the pain of watching this. You know, that's what they're booing. They're booing a bad move. They're booing a bad decision to put him on the postseason roster. They're booing what what their eyeballs told them all season long. And yet, for whatever reason, there's this belief inside that organization, inside that clubhouse, that suddenly, suddenly the the switch is going to be flipped and the Jesse Winker that played in Cincinnati that was beating the hell out of the baseball throughout the National League Central was suddenly going to pop up and rear his head. And we all knew it. We all saw it. It's awful. It's awful. Not one damn one of us as a manager, a general manager, and an owner would have put that inability on a postseason roster. You can't look at the fans and say, we're doing everything we can to win when you put players that don't belong on those rosters. You can't say it. It, it, it. It's a lie. It is a bold face, stare in the camera, look the fans that are paying their money in the eye, lie. And there's no, it's not like he, there's money involved. You're running them out there because of hope. Nothing more. And we saw it all season long. Look, Jesse Winker may be a nice guy. He may be a, a changed man in the clubhouse. He may be this God-fearing guy that everywhere you go now, he's going to be preaching a Bible and one of the best upstanding people you'd ever want to meet in your life. But he can't hit. He can't play. His, his game is gone. And yet you put him on the roster and looked at Brewers fans and went, we're ready to win. Shut up. Awful. That's what people were booing. They weren't booing Jesse Winker to boo Jesse Winker. He's never done anything. But go out there and try. But you can't be that blind. Look at it this way. We're sitting here today, and we were sitting here yesterday, and we were sitting here on Monday when when the rosters were coming out, saying there's no way you can put this guy in the postseason roster. How is it that we, as this dumbass mass, as I like to call myself, I'm just standing in the middle of the dumbass mass, right? The dumbass mass. How can we know it and the people that are being paid millions don't? Explain that to me. He's terrible. Anyway. Ah, That's it. That's my rant today. Other than that, I didn't have expectations. I thought it was a hell of a season. I said 83 wins. They won 92. Uh, They did it basically with pitching, defense, smoke and mirrors. And that was it. 
they didn't have a consistent long ball hitter. They didn't have a, a legitimate threat for the most part. Uh, don't give me the Christian Yelich's back garbage because he's not, not to the way he was when he signed the contract. So don't give me that. He didn't hit anywhere close to 40 home runs. He gave you 19. He got one above my prediction. So the last two years, I've been damn near right. Uh, this year, I was wrong. I said he would hit 18 or less, and he got to 19. So kudos to Christian Yelich. And his average came up. But you don't have legitimate threats on this team anymore. You just don't. You're putting it together with bailing wire and bubble, bubble gum, and things have to change. Things have to change. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you buddy Scott Ellis of uh, Team Ellis, as a matter of fact, Homeside Financial. And if you are looking for a mortgage, you want to get pre-qualified for a mortgage, I know now's not the best time, but he keeps telling me, he says, look, it's going to come back down. Interest rates are going to come back down. You can always refinance. But right now they have a, an opportunity called the 2-1 buy-down that you can get an interest rate a lot lower than prime. And he can tell you how to do it. Again, I'm not a realtor, and I'm, I don't finance things, so this is what he does. But call him, 414-791-7771. Whether it's getting a mortgage, pre-qualified, refinance, 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. That is our buddy Scott Ellis from Team Ellis. And I don't understand the ins and outs. Uh, I just had a friend of mine, Gary, uh, that gave them a call, and they were looking to refinance their home because they were paying a pretty good interest rate when they bought it. And uh, during the, the the interest rate run, so to speak, um, they did not refinance at the time and kind of regretted it. And now they're getting ready to move. So he's going to refinance his house and then get ready to move. And then anyway, long story short, uh, Scott worked him through it. I don't know what all they ended up doing. Uh, but they're going to stay in their house for one more year. They got a great interest rate from Scott, and then they're going to sell, and then they're going to do some things. And so, anyway, he called me back. He said, man, the guy just walked me through it. That's what Scott does. Really good guy. That's Scott Ellis. 414-791-7771. Homeside Mortgage Made Easy. 414-791-7771. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 
Good to have you back. Bill Michaels show. We continue on and uh, kind of putting a wrap on the Brewers season uh, the day after. Like I said, I, for as much as uh, you want to say about uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and how disappointed you may be, I think the other side of the coin is uh, they, at least my expectations, they exceeded 92 wins in the season. I don't think a whole lot of people saw that coming. Uh, and, uh, you know, they got it done with uh, some really good defense pitching. Every now and then they really kind of put some strings uh, of hits together, but they got it done with defense and pitching for the most part. Vinny Rotino now joining us on the hotline to kind of put a, a cap on the season. Vinny, how you doing today? Bill, good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so give me uh, my overall. Last night I know a lot of fans are upset and mad and everything, and they get bounced in two games and such. But I, I looked at it very calmly, and I said, look, I, I picked 83 to 85 wins. They got 92. They won the division. They did everything they were asked to do and more. I'm not disappointed overall with the season. Give me your thoughts. I'm not either. However, just the way that it ended, I mean, if we're talking about the big picture, uh, just how, you know, the overall season, like you said, the 92 wins, the ability to really make some splashes at the trade deadline that really worked out and get kind of solidified the offense and really kind of gave the team and everybody around in, in the state hope that they were going to make a deep run. That, I mean, yes, that was a success, but just how it ended, man, I, I, this, is a, this is a hard pill to swallow. Nothing went their way in those last two games of the season against the Diamondbacks, and they just got knocked out too early. I mean, we were all expecting a deep run. I don't know where they go from here. They could run it back with the, with the, you know, the, the big three or whatever, but you know that it, you just have a feeling – you know that there's going to be some splashes made in the off season. Likely, I, I don't, I don't have any firm information on that. But then the other thing is, you know, what's going to happen with Craig Council and his contract. So, I, I just, it would have been nicer to get, have at least a run at this thing, and then just to get knocked out. It, it is disappointing. But overall, yeah, great year. Um, they continue to prove that they're one of the best teams in all of baseball in terms of, you know, roster construction and, um, you know, team clubhouse chemistry around baseball you know it's just you know so so that you can take away and say is a positive but yeah it just ended too quick so and I agree I, I two and out eh, you know that kind of hurts uh, the way it happened but you know hey uh, like I said I, I was happy with the season now uh, we can sit here and speculate about who will and who will not be here but I think first and foremost they've got to figure out what they're going to do managerial wise and how long do you give Craig to make up his mind um, I got to imagine it's going to happen pretty quickly and how, how these things play out typically is they don't ever want to take away from any other storyline that's going around MLB right now with the playoffs going on. So I, I would imagine it's going to happen. And again, this is all pure guess speculation, but you know, b- before the world series is my guess, just not to take anything away from that. I don't see it dragging on any any longer than you know after the World Series and you're getting into November and everything and you kind of have to give Matt Arnold and Mark Atanasio kind of the courtesy of letting them know whether he's staying or going. Uh, we all hope he's staying, right? So uh, hopefully that is the case. It's just a moot point and he just signs a an extension or another deal. But we'll see what happens. I I don't know. It, it's kind of up in the air right now. I get asked all the time about this, and as a matter of fact, it happened a couple of times this morning when I had kind of put a reel together last night and said, hey, thanks to Craig Council for whatever he decides to do, 
and say everybody's acting like, you know, oh, my God, you really think he's going to leave? I, first of all, it's what he hasn't said. He hasn't dispelled the myth that he could go somewhere else and be a manager. He hasn't said, no, I'm coming back. He hasn't. It's all the things he hasn't said. I thought it would be either the Brewers or nothing. But when it's been brought up time and again about possibly going to the Mets, he hasn't said, no, that's not going to happen. What he has basically said is, I'm focused on the now. And sometimes when guys say that, it's what they don't say speaks louder than what they do say. Am I wrong in that assumption? You're not wrong. And I, and I always thought, like, if he was going to be done, he would just take some time off. He's got a couple of sons that are playing Division One baseball right now. He's got, you know, other kids at home going through high school. So I just figured he would take the time just away from the game. But I, I read the same stuff that you have, Bill. Everybody's been so, you know, everything playing it this very close to the chest. If anyone knows anything, um, they are not saying anything because I haven't heard a word, uh, you know, any indication either way, if he's going to go to a different ball club or anything. So, so he's done a good job of maybe just not saying anything and just staying focused on the season and the task at hand. Um, but now that the season is over, I think we're going to find out here pretty quickly what he's going to do. I, my goodness, I can't imagine that he would go to another ball club, especially the Mets. But I mean, Steve Cohen probably has a blank check for him. You know, hey, come over here. And um, but again, I, I don't know. It would be very surprising if he does go to the New York Mets and manages another ball club. So let me let, let's start to look uh, ahead. This this is all hot stove talk at this point now, but. If you're, I, I'm not saying what changes need to be made. What does this team need? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's quite simply, I mean, if, if Christian Yelich shows that he can consistently stay healthy and do what he did in July and August, then, then I think this team can, can make a deep run. They just, they're missing that star power, that kind of, you know, that, that uh, you know, the, the Braves had uh, like four all-star MVP type guys on their roster and just how they produce. The Brewers had none, right? I mean, consistently right. over the, the course of the year. So um, I think I think they need that. And Christian Yelich is that guy. And he showed that he was that guy again in parts of the season. I think he got hurt, the back hurt. Got, and so I, I think if he's consistent with his approach, if he's consistent with, uh, staying healthy, I think the Brewers can make that deep run. Now, uh, are they going to move on from from one of the big three? Are they going to, you know, there's always been these rumors about trading Corbin Burns. Is that going to happen? Um, are they going to be able to extend one or two of those guys? I, I don't know. Or are they just going to go ahead and let those guys be a free agent after this next season? So I think if you can get a consistent year from Christian Yelich being that star MVP type uh, and then – and then you and then you go ahead and and keep all three of those pitchers. I think they they can make another deep run. I, I just don't know if this roster is going to be constructed and look the same come March. Uh, everybody equates money to winning, and granted, there are some teams that have some money that are in the postseason, obviously. But the Baltimore Orioles have done it. They've kind of bucked the odds for a team that's in the bottom five of all the Major League Baseball payroll to be able to say, okay, here we are. Not only did we get to the postseason, but we won the big, bad American League East. So uh, I, I don't necessarily take money and just equate it to automatic wins, but I, I would assume at some point you got to look at some positions and say, we're going to have to upgrade and we're going to have to spend some money. If we, Like you said, if we think we are going to be competitive again next year and take that next step or two or three, they're going to have to upgrade in a few spots. Uh, so it, I'm not sitting here saying you got to go out and spend millions, but I think this year they got to make an investment in a few positions, correct? Well, I, so I'm going to 
I'm going to push back a little bit on that, Bill, just because if you look at some of the free agent signings around the league over the years, a lot mm-hmm. of them don't work out. They just don't right. work out, right? So, so all of a sudden you have dead money and a dead contract sitting there. And what, what that does to an organization like the Brewers who have the smallest uh, TV deal in all of baseball, they're the smallest market in all of baseball, that's just going to set them back. And all of a sudden you're going you're gonna to not necessarily be able to get into the, into the playoffs. And I know fans don't like to hear that. They don't like to hear okay, we don't want to just get in. We want to make that deep run. Well, I, I, I hate to break it. it you got to just get in first, and then let's see what happens. Because in baseball especially, you hear players talk about this all the time, you just got to get hot, and then you can make that deep run. And if things went their way, the Brewers had nothing go their way in these last two games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They hit so many hard line drive outs at guys that it just didn't go their way. I think we'd be – Kind of excited about this Brewers team. If a couple of those balls get through, I think we'd be playing a game three, and I think they could win that game three against the Diamondbacks. But, look, they just got to be able to get in. I, I like this model that they are pursuing of just sustained success, try and trade for prospects, because those prospects are capital to make a splash, maybe in the offseason, like they did with William Contreras. So remember, that's how they got William Contreras. They traded a prospect in order to get him. Now, he is an all-star, and he's a perennial all-star. He's going to continue to improve, and he's going to continue to anchor this Brewers lineup along with a Christian Yelich. So I, I do think that is the model. That's the, the model that they have to pursue. I don't know if, if signing a big free agent and making a big splash at the you know this winter is going to really do anything or move the needle. It might, but I, just, I would be very weary and be very careful about it because we do not want to see the, the, the late 90s Brewers I don't ever really ever again. I want to, I want to be competitive. I want to try and get in the playoffs. Real quick before I let you go. Now that we've kind of filmed it or trimmed it down to eight teams, who you got winning it all? The Braves just look like a juggernaut. Honestly. I mean, if they're starting pitching and hold up, I think they're going to just hit their way into another world championship. Awesome stuff. Vinny appreciate it. Loved watching y'all season long. We certainly appreciate your time and we'll talk again real soon. Okay. Anytime, Bill. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Vinny Rotino joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline, just kind of giving us the lowdown and his thoughts. And, you know, to a certain extent, he's logically he's correct. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the big free agent deals not have not necessarily panned out. And some of the massive signings uh, by some teams have not necessarily panned out. So it's not always about the money. But, man, you, you got to I think you got to fortify a position or two on this team to kind of figure out where you are, and then obviously pitching is, is key. So we'll, we'll see what the Brewers do in the long run. But uh, off-season and hot stove league now begins, and that's disappointing to say the very least. Hey, i uh, got to say thanks to our friends at Wabam. Go to get, G-E-T, getwabam.com. Uh, they are the uh, – I use a lot of their cleaning supplies on my car, on my boat. I just uh, took my boat in uh for you know winterization and to have it stored before i did i used the whiplash uh from wabam i sprayed it all over the boat i wiped it in and uh, that thing will stay sealed and then when i get it back in you know next spring everything just kind of wipes right off of it it just kind of fades away so that that stuff is fantastic whether it's the cleaner the glass cleaner the whiplash which i also use on the front fairing on my motorcycle to keep the bugs from sticking all of that stuff, absolutely fantastic. Check out our friends at Get, G-E-T, GetWabam.com. That is GetWabam.com. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It is all coming up. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you back hey don't forget about our friends at kane and kane jewelers and this is the time when people start thinking about uh, engagements and gifts and holidays and i know i know it's it's not something that we really you know kind of want to get into and think about uh but if you are talking about engagement rings wedding rings anniversary rings they have them and they got a tremendous selection and they walk you through it so you understand what it is you're buying. You can understand the value. You can understand that you're getting a, I don't want to say deal, but you're getting unbelievable quality and the most for your dollar uh, might be the best way to put it. But uh, they also are just a great staff. As they say, they want to rock your world, younger staff. So check them out. Uh, they're located in West Bend. It is worth the drive. I've had more than a few people that have told me that it's worth the drive, whether you're coming from Madison, Milwaukee, or just live right there in West Bend. Whatever it happens to be, go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com. And let Andy and his staff just kind of do their magic with you. And if it, you know, if you look at it and go, eh, I'm still not sure what I want to do, then that's fine too. But uh, they're, they're just good people. Check out KaneJewelry.com. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, good to have Vinny Rotino join the program and talk some Brewers baseball. Um, I, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll go to the phones here in a second, but I, and I understand there's a lot of anxiety. And if, you know, people are talking about, well, what position are you going to upgrade? Is Adamus going to be back? Not going to be back. If you lose Adamus, you're losing your power. Are they going to settle with uh, Santana over at first base? Rowdy's not going to be back. What are they going to do? You know, I, look, I agree with all of that. Right now, you just kind of want to breathe. You clean out your locker. You want to move on, and you say goodbye to the guys, and then you start thinking about rebuilding this team, and you see what's going to be available in the upcoming season. But also, I think more so, and I think Vinny Rotino hit it on the head, is what do the Brewers have to trade? Trade for trade, prospect for prospect, value for value. And I'm not a big fan of prospects. You know that. But, you know, it's like draft choices. Until it pans out, it's just a prospect. So, but there is a value to that. There is some, some chips to be held. So I'm just, I, I've got to let this one sink in before I want to dive into what's next, you know? Let's go to Dwayne listening to us in Oshkosh. Uh, Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Well, Billy boy, Billy boy. I'll tell you. Interesting two-game series, huh? It was crap, but, you know, I yeah. didn't expect them to be there to begin with, so I was good with it. Well, let's go back, and this goes way back. This is a conversation you and I had a long time ago. And we were talking about there's the Green Bay Packers and the Milwaukee Brewers have to be the same thing, draft and develop. Two major holes this Brewer team has not developed in I don't know how long, first base and third base. Right. So what you end up with is patching guys here, patching guys here, patching guys here. And I was just telling your producer, I think the reason Winker batted is because he had the best left-handed pinch hit numbers during the whole year, even before he got hurt and all that. But that's yeah. a different story. I'm guessing Garrett Mitchell 
couldn't answer the bell because he would have been my left-handed pinch hitter. I mean, I don't right. know what happened to that kid. There was a huge other hole that nobody's talking about. And granted, I love the kid's defense, but the lack of ball contact with Bryce Terang in key situations was insane. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know, outside of the bunt he had, I don't know when he got the last base hit. I mean, he okay. did, and he came up, you know how the ball finds you? Every time yeah. he came up, there were runners in scoring position. Every single time. I was stunned against Joey Weimer not coming up, but let's go put him at first base and let's let him run because he's fast. His only good numbers during the year were against left-handed pitching and against soft toss left-handed pitchers. That yeah. was a heck of an opportunity because as much as I like Freilich, that guy hit 240. Okay? Mm -hmm. He hit 240, folks. If you look at, Bill, if you look at this infield, I don't think there was an infielder that hit over 250. Right. I mean, you know, you just, and, and, and what I'll point to is this. In the modern age of baseball, as we see it, you see a Schwarber and you see Muncie. But the difference is when you've got a 190 to 200 hitter that matches the baseball, you can only consistently let them be in the lineup if you've got somebody else on there that's consistent and the Brewers do not have consistent. Nope. Period. 100% agree. And they I don't would, have any, I, guess no, I what, agree with that. Yeah, there's no consistent hitting. I mean, it's like even 250 would be a joy. Ball contact would be a joy. Um, as far as the offseason, I don't know. If they, they talked about it a couple of years ago, and I don't know if his back would allow it. I move Yelich to first base. I put him at first base, let him do the Oakland A's experiment, learn how to play the position, and it's maybe, a, maybe it's Jackson Cheerio time in that outfield. What I saw from Tyrone Taylor was enough to say, hey, he should have a shot at the starting job out there. But it, 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 it came down to, and, and again, not tooting horns, but I said they'd win the division by five or ten games. They won it by nine because that morose in St. Louis was inevitable. They lost so mm -hmm. much down there. There's yeah. a lot of pitching talent on this team, and that's what you build from. But you've got to get some young farm system talent that makes ball contact. Yep. I, I completely agree with you. The, 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 uh, appreciate the phone call. I mean, granted, strikeouts have been up uh, for the most part for the last five years in Major League Baseball. I understand that. But the ability to at least put the ball in play, yeah. We've been talking about that for a little while. Pretty much since you lost the lineup and lost the roster of Prince and Braun and Corey and JJ and you know you go through that whole list when they would hit all the time or going back to when Christian Yelich was here and first came on the scene and you had Christian Yelich and Ryan Braun you had some hitters and you had that ability uh, with guys that were dangerous in the lineup you didn't have any of that this year uh, but it also I mean look as we found out for as much as we complain about the hitting and we saw it coming they got there because of pitching and defense. You, you, that you can't deny. Can't deny. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 
with our pitcher Peralta, you know, he did great in five innings, and then the sixth inning is just like, you know, he just kind of started to melt, you know. Yeah. And it was very painful to sit and watch the Uridi come in and then have him walk, you know, a person and stuff. And it's like, but, you know, on the good side, there's 176 days till opening day for next year. <laughs> okay, appreciate it, man. Yeah, Uribe came in and threw the wild pitch, too, and you kind of went, ugh. What could go wrong is going wrong. That's when, right then and there, is kind of where I went. Uh oh, this is this is not going to happen. I think when Uribe threw the wild pitch, uh, I think that's when I kind of kind of began to roll my eyes back in my head and go, yeah, this is this is not gonna not gonna happen. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Corey says, what do you think about Bob Euchre being in the booth next year? Um. Yeah, I mean, I look, he did a, a limited schedule this year. I mean, as long as he can do it, he can do it. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think more people are talking about Craig Council than they are Euchre, but it would be – it would be weird to transition away from Bob Euchre, to have, you know, mass change, wouldn't it? It would be – it would almost feel, feel like a different franchise. It, you, it, would, it would almost be like you lose your intimate connection with the team. You know, the hometown guy no longer managing the team. The voice that's been there for decades and generations no longer there. It would be weird. It'd be, that'd be, that's almost like too many changes, you know. <laughs> but, but then again, it could be the dawning of a new era. Who knows? Maybe this, uh, you know, next step, more, even more successful era. Who knows? But. I don't know. I haven't even given it that much thought. Boy, we're getting really deep today in regards to Brewers baseball. Stick around. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael show. We got a big we got, we got big stuff today. Paul Chargian is going to be here coming up in about an hour from now. We're going to talk some fantasy football. Bill Huber, you're going to hear from Sports Illustrated. Mike Clemens, you're going to hear from today, I believe as well. Got a lot coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael show right around the corner. <laughs> 